Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Whether it's on the side of gameplay or the side of the story, rules are made to be broken. And that's exactly what these developers did. So let's take a look at them. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are seven video games that broke their own rules. Oh, and before we start, I'm not saying that these games are bad. Most of them are actually pretty great, but they did bend certain rules, often with frustrating consequences. Number seven, portals can't move until they can. Portal 2. Now, the vast majority of puzzles in the Portal series are wound to perfection, making it abundantly clear what the player can and can't do in each given situation. For instance, throughout both of the core games, it's firmly established that your portals will disappear if you place them on a moving surface. Now, this rule was obeyed all the way through 2007's Portal and for most of 2011's Portal 2, before it was ultimately broken in one infamous puzzle. In the sequel's fifth chapter, there's a neurotoxin room that requires players to destroy a generator by using a laser to cut through some tubes. This is accomplished by firing a portal onto a moving white platform, causing the laser to slice through each tube like a hot knife through butter. As pointed out by fans of the series, this is the only time in both games where portals are capable of moving. And though some people go to ridiculous lengths to defend this rule, saying, well, the Earth is moving, so technically portals are always on a moving surface, it quite obviously goes against the established limitations of portal movement for no good reason. Number 6. Lara absolutely hates killing until she doesn't. Tomb Raider Early on in Crystal Dynamics' 2013 reboot of the Tomb Raider series, this young and inexperienced Lara Croft is captured, bound, and beaten by a Russian man. Shortly after, the same man tries to sexually assault her, forcing her to kill him in retaliation. Now, despite the fact that this guy clearly got what was coming to him, the act of taking someone's life is an utterly traumatic experience for Lara, who falls to her knees, weeping, covered in his blood. This game is telling us right here that this version of Lara isn't some happy-go-lucky Nathan Drake-esque mass murderer, she isn't okay with killing and she only does it out of necessity. And at the end of the day, she's just an archaeology student who's never had a proper fight. But almost immediately after this scene, though, this rule is broken. Lara suddenly becomes an unstoppable killing machine, shooting guys with arrows, stabbing them with pointy weapons, and even beating them with her bare fists. She doesn't show a lick of remorse and she acts like she's been doing this for years. Now, sure, it wouldn't have been a very fun game without some combat, and Lara clearly has to fight in order to survive, but the whole rule of her being emotionally affected by killing is completely dropped after that initial scene. It is jarring, to say the least. 
Number 5. Healing should be difficult, until it's not. Apex Legends From the beginning, one of Respawn's core mantras for Apex Legends was that healing should slow you down, that it should make you an easy target, and that players should think carefully about when they choose to do it. To that end, they removed a movement technique called bunny hopping, which allowed the player to bounce around like a rabbit while popping a shield or a health med just a few months after the game launched. But then, when Season 7 rolled around at the end of 2020, the studio seemed to forget about that mantra by launching an insanely powerful legend called Hero. Horizon. Now, Horizon's tactical ability allows her to throw down a gravity lift that launches her into the air at high speed, which was useful for dodging enemy fire. But crucially though, the lift gave her enough time to fully heal while using it, meaning that she could max out her HP while being a fast-moving, difficult-to-hit target. Now, the immediate response to Horizon was that she was utterly broken, and that she desperately needed a nerf, with players rightfully pointing out that other legends with movement abilities like Wraith or Pathfinder can't heal while using theirs. Fortunately, the effectiveness of the gravity lift has since been reduced, but Horizon is still a massive contradiction to the way that Respawn intended healing to work in the first place. Number 4. Shine sprites are tricky to get. Super Mario Sunshine Now This is less of a single rule and more the entire concept of the game being fundamentally broken. And no, we're not talking about its awful camera controls. We're talking about Super Mario Sunshine, which sees our hero trying to save Isle Delfino from a plague of pollution. Now, To do this, Mario has to collect over 100 shine sprites, which are the island's source of power, which are also scattered around the world. The game sets up that Mario is going to have to work real hard to get those shine sprites back, engage in some difficult platforming sections, puzzles, and contending with Bowser and Bowser Jr. along the way. So if we consider this story set up as our rule, the break then occurs when you discover that most of the Shine sprites are actually held by ordinary townspeople who could easily give them to you, but for some bizarre reason, decide not to. One particular NPC will even give you 24 sprites, but only in exchange for 240 blue coins. Mate, come on, don't you want to fix your town? Just give Mario the goddamn sprites! Now this has been a running joke among fans for years, and was highlighted once again when the Mario 3D All-Stars collection launched in 2020. A plot thread could have easily been added about the NPCs being possessed by an evil force or something, but instead, they're all just being dicks for no reason. Number 3. Lightsabers should be ridiculously strong Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Lightsabers might be one of the most powerful weapons in movie history, but they were nerfed pretty hard in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. In Star Wars canon, it's known that these iconic blades can cut through almost anything in a single swipe, from human flesh to metal doors. Only materials like those used to forge Mandalorian armor are the rare exceptions to this rule. However, in Fallen Order, your lightsaber acts more like a traditional sword rather than a laser sword, because enemies in this game take tons of hits to defeat, even your bog-standard storm trooper grunts, despite the fact that, again, lightsabers should be able to slice through anything they touch with ease. Outside of a few specific cases, the game also lacks dismemberment, another lightsaber staple that is used in the movies as well as games like Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. And on the subject of dismemberment, Respawn said that they only wanted to use it for the occasional story beat, but as for those underpowered lightsabers as a whole, well, the explanation is obviously to make the game more challenging, but it still flies in the face of everything we know about lightsabers in other Star Wars media. Number 2. Cosmetic-only microtransactions Marvel's Avengers It says a lot about the current state of the gaming industry that studios now wear the phrase cosmetic-only microtransactions like it's some sort of nonsensical badge of honor. Guys, skins have been a standard, free unlockable in games since, well, since forever. But gee, thanks for letting us pay for them now. 
Anyway, before the launch of Marvel's Avengers, Square Enix also pulled that same stunt, saying that they were committed to cosmetic-only microtransactions, almost as if they expected a round of applause for including purchasables in a full-price game. But then, the game came out, was met with mixed to negative reception, and didn't do as well as expected, prompting the publisher to pivot on that cosmetic-only rule. In a recent update, paid XP boosts were added into the game, a move that was met with huge backlash. Not only was it a little scummy that Square Enix had broken its promise, but these boosts were added after XP games had been slowed, which made it seem like the game was trying to force players to spend real money in order to get them. Though these paid XP boosts were later removed, the damage had already been done by that point, and it was a very, very bad look for Square Enix. And number one, new U stations can respawn anyone until they can't. Borderlands series. Now, many games have disconnects between story cutscenes and actual gameplay, and the Borderlands series features an absolute whopper. These games contain devices called new use stations that are scattered throughout Pandora, which are essentially fixed respawn points that players can use after a death. Now, considering that guns blazing is by far the best and most fun approach to Borderlands, these stations are a critical part of the experience. You're probably going to die a lot, and it's nice to know that respawning is a quick and easy process. Despite all of this, though, the game's stories completely ignore the new use stations being a thing. It doesn't make sense that our heroes are concerned about dying when they can just respawn at any time, and what's more, nobody thinks to use a new use station when Roland is killed in Borderlands 2. Now, Anthony Birch, Borderlands 2's writer, stated that the new use stations aren't canon. But if that is so, then why does Jack give you a mission in which you need to kill yourself and then you respawn, and he's not surprised by that? So in other words, the new U rule isn't consistent in the slightest. Now, new use stations didn't really need to exist in the first place, place, just do it like every other game and have the player just respawn with no explanation, but as it stands, Birch's non-canon explanation is the only way to get around this one. Weird. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.